Hey, how you doing, Ignite City? Hey, I wanted to share this uh, quick thing from Ezra chapter 3. It's from today's Bible reading, from our plan, from our Bible reading plan. Um, and in Exodus chapter 3, starting here in verse 10, remember the context. God has brought um, the people of Israel, um, he's brought them back into Jerusalem to start building the temple. Remember, they've been in exile for at least 70 years. Um, I love the fact that this whole, this whole thing was the movement of God. Um, that God had stirred the heart of Cyrus, who was the king of Persia, uh, that the the house of the Lord should be rebuilt. And they're going to go back and rebuild that. <clears throat> they're going to rebuild the temple as well. Excuse me. But here in, in chapter 3, verse 10, um, they've already started, but I love this part. Verse 10, And when the builders laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, the priests in their vestments came forward with trumpets, and the Levites, the sons of Asaph, with cymbals to praise the Lord, according to the directions of David, king of, king of Israel. Here's why I love that. All that they did was lay the foundation, but this is a huge deal. They laid the foundation of the temple of God, a temple that they haven't seen for at least 70 years. And um, some of these people that had shown up have never seen it ever. I mean, they had, maybe they were, they were born um, in Babylon while they're in exile, and they had never seen it, didn't know anything about it. But they, they began to celebrate and to give praise to God simply because of the foundation being poured, because the foundation was laid. Friends, it reminded me as I was looking at it, thinking, okay, how often do I celebrate God and his faithfulness during the process? Or do I, or, instead of just the end? I mean, in our walks with the Lord, do we only look at where we are at now as, well, that's just part of it, but we aren't really complete until the end, which is true, we aren't. But do we celebrate along the way the things that God is doing and the things that we notice and see him doing in our lives? Friends, we should be stopping and giving praise to God for every single thing that we see in our own lives, the growth, um, the way that he's changing us from the inside out. Every moment of victory, we should be giving him praise because of his faithfulness. And they did it because this is what, what was directed for them to do with regards to King David. And so, uh, or I'm sorry, King David said, this is what you're supposed to do. Friends, I want us to start celebrating those types of things. Everything that we see God doing to just give him praise. For us to be a, a celebratory church, have a culture of thanksgiving, where we're constantly giving thanks to God. Verse 11, it goes on. And they sang responsively, praising and giving thanks to the Lord. For he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever towards Israel. What a great praise. For God is good and his love endures forever. And it's, it goes along with what I say so very often. Hey, God is great and God is good. And we hold on to those things. And so we think through it. Even if we have a setback, even if, we, if, even if there's a moment where it's like, man, I fell into temptation. What do we do? We come back to God. We celebrate the fact that God wants us. Yes. We celebrate the fact that we're convicted because that's proof of the Holy Spirit. We celebrate the fact that God invites us to confess and to repent to come back into fellowship with him. And we declare this to be true of himself. Or, I'm sorry, to be true of him. That God is good and his love endures forever. God is good and God is God is great. God is good, God is great. God is loving. He loves us. And so we want to hold on to that. It goes on in verse 11. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. But many of the priests and Levites and heads of fathers' houses, old men who had seen the first house, 
wept with a loud voice when they saw the foundation of this house being laid, though many shouted aloud for joy. Stop there for just a second. Friends, I want to make sure that we understand uh, the church is made up of all ages and all ages who have seen all these different types of things. Younger, uh, younger folks, younger people, I want to encourage you to celebrate um, the things that those who have gone before you, um, who are older than you, uh, that, they've, that they've experienced, celebrate with them, learn from them. They have so much to pass on to you. Older, older generation, I want you to listen to the, to the lives and the stories of the younger generation and not just as, well, they, they still need to learn and I'm their teacher. Yes, we have something to instill in them. Hopefully wisdom we can pass on to them. But they are brothers and sisters. Yes, younger than us, but brothers and sisters. And they have a story. They have something to actually tell us and to teach us as well. And so we're going to move forward together as community in that way. But realize that in this passage, there were those who had seen the glory of the, of the former temple and they compared it where they were now, starting over. Think about it, starting completely over, laying the foundation rather than having walked with the Lord the whole time, they wept bitterly. They remembered how things were. Friends, we have a culture today where we might have an older generation where they look at what's going on in the world and it just it's overwhelming to them because they remember how things were before. And those of us who are, I'm sorry, those of us, <laughs> as if I'm included in it, I'm on the older generation now. Those of you who are younger, maybe you still, I mean, you see things that are going on and you want to see change and that's beautiful, but maybe look at those who are looking at life and how things are and how things are with God. And even when you look at people who call themselves followers of Jesus in the States and it doesn't look like it, but they remember how things used to be. We might, we might need to remember, I mean, you might need to remember and, and to be sensitive and to be gracious for those who remember how things were. But then I want you to remind those of us who are older, hey, God is still in control and God is on the move. And we want to hear your stories and tell us this is what you're seeing God do. And be that generation uh, that we long to see who just brings in this revival of the workings of God. So some, some, were, some were weeping because they remembered. Some of them were shouting for joy. In whatever phase or whatever place we find ourselves, let's be sensitive to one another in those places. Verse 13 so that the people could not distinguish the sound of the joyful shout from the sound of the people's weeping. For the people shouted with a great shout, and the sound was heard far away. In all things, friends, whether we are weeping or rejoicing, may we be honest and real, but especially during our times of celebration, in our times of rejoicing what it is that God has done, each step of the way, starting with the foundation of what it is that Jesus did in our lives when we came to surrender to him, and then we celebrate every, every moment Every part where we see this building up of what it is that God is creating us to be, we celebrate him. We give him praise because he's mercifully and graciously working within our lives. So friends, that stood out to me. I hope it's a blessing to you. I hope it's an encouragement and a challenge. Love you all more than you know, and we'll talk soon.